listening to the Singled Out Podcast with Becky, Brenda, and Maria. Three single gals living it up in the Midwest. We will tackle raw, real-life topics that people face no matter what stage of life we're in. Our goal is to inspire you to strengthen relationships and build community so you can live your best life now. Guess what, everyone? We have over 500 listens in our podcast so far, so we wanted to say a quick thank you to all of the people who have been following and listening to us. We just want to encourage you to continue to share and let your friends know that we're out there. In episode 15, we will be continuing our conversation with Mandy and Jonathan with Strong Point Refuge. Listen in as they share more insights into helping veterans, those in the military, and first responders. So what other like areas do you help with um, besides marriages? Do you work with families that um, have deployed yeah, we've tried to start doing that. We we started doing that a little bit too. Like, of course, since this ministry is just so, you know, we're not very big. So there's also sometimes not a lot of laborers. And so you can only do so much. But we have been able to, you know, try to reach out to deployed individuals and try to, you know, let them know they're not alone. We're praying for them. And, and uh, one of our very dear friends donated. Um, oh, yeah. Actually, it's Miss Brenda here. Oh, <laughs> She made uh, gift bags for the wives or the spouses who are left here when their their spouses deploy. And so we have care packages for them as well. And they've been a big blessing to the what because they've happened to be wives that have received them and they love them. So we do that and we do a lot of um, one-on-one discipleship. So for those families that are deployed, like I'll meet with the wives and touch base and we've been able to provide financial assistance in many different um, circumstances. We give out like gift cards at Christmas and, and stuff like that. And we send care packages to the ones who are overseas, but mostly it's... And we also got donated meat and we got donated almost like a hundred pounds of beef wow. and beef and we were able to donate that to, to families family. that were in need during the mm-hmm. holidays you know during the christmas season thanksgiving mm-hmm. season so i mean we've been able to we've been able to do those kind of assistance and of course i know i don't want to overshadow sometimes we we talk about the veterans and veterans veterans but i don't i don't want to lose focus that we're you know veterans and first responders so we do reach out to our you know our fire our ems and our our police officers and i know that our they have good unions and they're they're doing dramatic great things out there right now to help curve uh, a lot of their things that they're going through right now too but we still reach out to them and it's just been it's been amazing this the connection connections that I've been able to make in a gym with firefighters is just unbelievable just totally run into firefighters at the gym and start talking and so then that's how word of mouth has happened for them to find out about strong point refuge in kansas city and we're on um a couple of fire station not stations um cities like i know on independence 
fire we are there for we're on their list of resources um, and then i think maybe jackson county too i'm yeah. not sure um so we're on their resources for post-traumatic stress because there is great awareness out there now and then also um jonathan has gotten some disabled veterans to participate in the independence fire golf tournament Mm-hmm. They like to host some disabled veterans for that. And so he's gotten to kind of be a liaison for that whole thing, too. So a lot of what we do is through relationship, through the like the camaraderie piece. Mm-hmm. We provide that for our fellow veterans and military and first responders and their families. And we also do like the one-on-one discipleship and mentorship, you know, and spiritual support. Because there are so many resources out there to meet the physical needs. And we will meet the physical needs, of course. Like when when people do contact us, um, that's why we do fundraisers and everything. So we can have those resources to help. But our heart of Strong Point Refuge, along with the founders, is that camaraderie. And having that family that can be messy, but the family that is there for each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's that's just a piece, especially veterans, that they miss when they get out. They don't have that camaraderie anymore. And so that's just kind of something we do. And um, people can come as they are and talk to us. And we also try to be a resource to the local churches and just let them know that we are here for their people. And if they need some help, Um, and guidance on how to disciple and just kind of partner with these families, you know, we can help with that as well. And so we also like to partner with our local churches. And then we also encourage our families that come to us who do the workshop, we always encourage them to get into church. And so we like to have relationships with the local churches to then refer them to because that is something we tell them to do. It's like phase two, you know, like phase one is like our marriage curriculum. And then phase two, we're like, you guys really need to get in church. (laughs) That's your, that's going to be your next step. If you're not already there. Right. But if you are in church, then get involved in a small group and make relationships and have other people to gather around you and Mm -hmm. use the local body, use Mm -hmm. those people and yeah, it's been amazing. Like, uh, what I wanted to say was we've also, we've been able to be there for veterans pre-deployment. We have one couple that he's deployed right now, so we've been trying to stay in contact with them. i got another family that looks like we're going to be able to uh, not just reach out to this individual, but uh, members from his unit that are getting ready to stand up. So that's pr- like that's pretty awesome. Like, hey, you know, and I'm like, wow. So I mean, God's been opening doors in a lot of ways. You know, like I've told people before, sometimes it's so easy to like. One of our pastors preached on this. It was so awesome. It was so beautiful. Talking about John the Baptist, and it's like his ministry blew up in a matter of like six months, and then after that, he's like, no, I have to decrease so that he can increase. I mean, it's almost contradictory to the way we think of church in the western world with mm-hmm. ministries it's like we need to explode we need to get bigger and badder and special i'm like well i don't know what what has god called us to do i mean sometimes we there's nothing wrong with having dreams and there's nothing wrong with wanting to have success because we should 
be able to have you know put our hands to work and that something should succeed that's part of the way the kingdom works but it's also doesn't necessarily need to be to the point to where we're like the next billy graham there was only one billy graham but you might not be the next one right. be okay with that be content and and that's what's been just been amazing and refreshing though too at the same time is to not because then you're not setting your bar so high that then you're being deterred for the simple fact that not every church in Kansas City is calling your phone number and knocking on your door to say, come on out. Mm-hmm. Get with our people. Let them know what you're doing. And it's like, oh, okay. No, this is fine. Mm-hmm. And But like I said, it's just been amazing for the doors that God has opened uh, with the local churches that we've been able to partner with and mm-hmm. who's been able to partner with us. Uh, the camaraderie that we've had from that. And then the people that God has just brought into our lives, you know, from this way and that way. And it's just, we've just had huge favor in that. And you can never, ever diminish what we have experienced. And this, I mean, this has been amazing. It was a, you know, yeah, we did it full time for about, what, 16 months. I quit my job and we lived off savings in 2017. And we did this for uh, 16 months. That's when we wrote the curriculum. That's when we started meeting. So we argued all the time. That, that's when we that's when we were working with sometimes two to three couples a week wow. we'd have with, meetings with multiple one-on-ones with and multiple mm-hmm. one-on-one i mean i'm talking about like you go here you go here blah blah blah. yeah it was crazy wow. but you know what at the same time it was you know i love it i love being able to work with people and being able to interact with the people because that's just part of part of the body of Christ. You know, it's like I can remember one time somebody was like, oh, man, blah, blah, blah. Thanks, dude. You're awesome. And I'm like, this is how we're supposed to be as brothers and sisters in Christ. This is, this is who we are. This is who we're supposed to be, yeah. you know. So I'm just trying to walk out my actual, you know, work out my salvation, walk out my actual faith that I have in the Lord and actually put it to action. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing. And so it's like, I'm just being a brother in the Lord. So it feels like the most authentic and natural thing to do. And that's why it's so fun. (laughs) Because it's it's like, oh, wow, this is, this is what we're supposed to do. It feels Mm -hmm. amazing. Whenever and we it gets, get to do it together, yeah. which is awesome too. Yeah. And the only time it feels grueling is when we do it under our own strength. And there's a lot of times that we've had to just go back to the Lord and be like, all right, if I'm stressing out, then I'm owning this. This is not, you know, I love, uh, I heard a pastor say this 20 years ago. You know, it's not my ministry. This is your ministry. Yes, it's still my ministry. Mm-hmm. It's the ministry you've given me. This is, what, But it's still looking back to, it's like, this is still all yours. You know, I'm just a steward of what I'm supposed to be doing. So if, um, how can someone find Strong Point Refuge or are you, you have a website and social media and mm-hmm. how can someone find you if they want to connect with you or donate to your ministry? Uh, Facebook. Yep, you our know. Facebook, Strong Point Refuge, and then um, our website, it's just www.strongpointrefuge.com, and there's places to donate on there on both the Facebook and website. And then, um, if someone was interested in um, enrolling in the marriage workshop or contacting us, there is also a um, form that they could fill out on the website, mm-hmm. or they could. Um, 
private message on Facebook, or usually kind of our people have come, you know, like a who you know type of thing. So they've been referred by other people um, or from different events that we've done. So yeah, I mean, our, our cell numbers are on our business cards and you know, it's all very personable and we're not hard to get a hold of at all. Unless I'm at work in the middle of work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just leave a voicemail and we will get back to you. Or you can email us too. Yeah. Or we'll get, and then we'll get back to you. Yeah. <laughs> so we always like to ask everyone that we have on, um, what does it mean to you guys to like live your best life now? We talk a lot about that and like whatever stage of life you're in, you know, mm-hmm. how can you live your best life? With where you're at and mm-hmm. moving forward. I think just to kind of caveat what Jonathan was saying with kind of like we had expectations of what we thought this was going to look like. And when it didn't go that direction, it kind of rocked our world. And so now that we've, we're out of that emotional part of it, um, I think it's like we just want to steward our assignment well. And I think that that is living your best life because you have no regrets, you know, like you're doing, maybe it's not, it doesn't look exactly how you would think it would look or you thought it was going to look, but you're doing it well and you're staying faithful and you, you know, you have your hands to the plow and you're not going backwards and you keep moving forward and you go through the grueling time and you go through the, the happy time, but you just keep going. And I feel like that's a really good feeling, knowing that you're faithful Mm -hmm. and that you're going to just, you're just going to do it and you're going to do it well and you're going to do it with excellence and the results and what happens to everything is up to God and it's in his hands and we don't have to carry that pressure. And I think that is living your best life now, like using your gifts your abilities, what we have received as far as like our healing or testimony and using that to help others. There's no other, there's no greater feeling than that to just be used out of what you have, (laughs) you have just like almost gone through hell over, you know, and then to give it away and um, equip others and, and to just be faithful in that. And I just, it's, it's a very content feeling. And then I had another one that I was thinking about, and that was also just having, like, just having, like, an open, I don't want to say an open heaven, but, like, an open heaven with you and God, like, where you, where you just have this intimacy with him, and you just know he's right there with you, and you can call on him, on his wisdom, on his perspective, on what is truth. You can call on him and just have truth just instantly, and that, to me has been life-changing that I don't have to be stuck in my emotions and I don't have to be stuck in and react to every circumstance coming at me but I can stop and I can ask him what is truth and I get I get instant truth and instant peace all of the fruit you know the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience like it's immediately there for me to access whenever I get his perspective and So I call it kind of like an open heaven just because like there's just this free flowing of revelation and insight from him. And that is, it's impossible not to have 
a good day or your best life, you know, with having that type of security in, in Christ and, and just knowing truth, you know, that scripture verse, like the truth will set you free Mm -hmm. and truly it does and it has, and it will continue to do so. I think for me, I explained it to somebody the other day. So, and I think the Lord just kind of reminded me of that is that no matter what through my successes, my mistakes and failures, so I want to throw mistakes and failures out there. One thing, just not just successes. <laughs> I've never had more peace than when I've tried to consciously just seek after the Lord and serve the Lord. And my relationship, you know, our relationship between me and, and the Heavenly Father has just grown in such a way. And it's still growing and it's just, it's being, it's not being content with that and just trying to seek, getting to know him more, just trying to, you know, seek after him. And, um, you know, for, for the best life now is to just, to don't quit. I mean, there's time and time I, I battle with quitting. I battle with giving up. And, but there's a passage in the Bible that specifically talks about, you know, saying to know right and to do wrong is sin. So I'm like, well, this sucks. You're teaching me <laughs> stuff and I'm learning. So now if I just try to say I'm ignorant and I don't know, then that's a lie. You know, he just rebuked me the other day with something. I was getting all hard hearted about something and it was just like, blah, blah, blah. And the next thing I wasn't, the next day I wasn't even thinking about anything else. And all of a sudden, he gave me a passage. I'm like, wait a second. What's that mean? What's that mean in the Greek? What's that word? And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) This sucks. You know what I mean? (laughs) You can put it in your place like, all right. Yeah, Yeah. but it's it's not like, it's still like, it's still beautiful. You know what I mean? And it's wanting to just continue to... Uh, something that I've been really dwelling on. Something I was dwelling on today. And I've heard other people talk about this. We've talked about this. I remember one of the first couples we tried to disciple. Horrible. Did a horrible job. <laughs> just throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. We won't even go into the details. For God forbid they ever hear this. Anyhow, one of the first times... We're stepping out in this. This was like in 2016. Too. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Let me just say, horrible. Anyhow. We made all kinds of mistakes. Oh, it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, I'll never forget. We're talking about part of my testimony. The man made the comment. He's like, well, if I experience that, then it'd be okay. And and I've heard one of our pastors at our church talked about that. Is that, you know, and I've heard other preachers talk about prophesying about this time and age especially in our western culture here in america and that's saying like if we could have the generation under us actually experience the power of god and the presence of god then this will be one of the greatest generations ever because then they're not they're going to be actually walking out in faith and dunamis they're going to be walking out in power and it's it's going to be christianity their their relationship is going to be real it's not going to be like i go to church on sundays and I do this. It's like, it's an actual tangible relationship. It's like what we actually read about in the Bible. 
comes to fruition. It's not like, oh, Moses was on a mountain and blah, blah, blah. No, it's like these people are experiencing these things. And it's what we were already promised from in the new covenant. Mm. And so they're actually living it out. And so it's trying to see that that happen because it's like what can save a generation? If they see the power and glory of God, it's not going to, they're not going to turn away from it. They're going to flock to it. And so it's like to continue to seek after that, to seek it in my life. I mean, it's like you think of the Azusa Street Revival. How did it start out? It started out in a home. But where did it start out before it started in a home? Well, people were praying for it. Yes, people were praying for it. I'm not trying to diminish that. It started out in people's hearts. It started mm-hmm. out in the heart of a person mm-hmm. and in multiple hearts. And then that's how it started. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how the fire ignited. And so it's like we have to seek after these things and just continue to press in and press in and say, you know what? I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to press on. This sucks. I'm not seeing any results. I'm just <laughs> going to keep on pressing on. I don't care because I want to see. I want to see this. I, you know, if your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then I want to see your will be done on earth. If it's supposed to, if this is what I'm supposed to be praying and this is what you told me to pray, then that's what I want to see done in every aspect of my life. And I'm not going to be content until I see that. And then once you start seeing some of that, then you want more of it because you want to see it in every facet. You want to see it all the time. You want to see it around you. You want to see it when you're with unbelievers so then they can experience the love of God because it's it's all about that. It's proof. Living like Jesus. Yeah. Trying to. We talk a lot about community and not isolating yourself but mm-hmm. connecting with other people. Mm-hmm. And so I think you have to have those other you know you you know like it starts in your heart and then you know it just spreads Mm -hmm. like through people Mm -hmm. like connecting and Mm -hmm. sharing so oh yeah oh yeah we've we've made so many uh connections when we say connections we just that's what's been really amazing is we get to meet you know like we've met people at your church you know we've met people at our church we've met people at other churches and then you just have this like this love you know, for people. And it's like, and it's, you know, it's like these people are our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so it's like, you know, we're going to battle together, you know? And so it's not about some doctrinal or theological interpretation of some scripture that has been debated about for the last 1500 years. It's like, no, I love Jesus. You love Jesus. You know, let's, let's go on. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Come socialize with us on Facebook and Instagram or email us at thesingledotpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, friends, get out there and live your best life now. <laughs> Gosh. The dog persists. I know. The dog is in the other room and yet he's still barking. And Oliver's like, what is going on? <laughs> His eyes are big and he's looking down the hallway. Going, what is going on? Wait, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <you're not. laughs> are you sure? I hardly had a talk, so y'all, y'all rolled and did good. Okay. <laughs>